It's Thursday, December 12th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now a guy who doesn't want you to know that it's his birthday, or that he's a 44 regular, or he likes bourbon and meat and Southern Rock and cookies <laughs> and meat, J.P. Shadrach. Did you look at my jacket size? That's unbelievable. He asked me, and I and I guessed. Is that right? It's a long, but yeah, 44. Yeah, it's pretty good. Not bad. I nailed it, Joe. Pretty good. Happy birthday. Thanks, man. How old are you today? I am 38 years old. 38. Going on 70. Yes. Nice. 38. I know you had a little gathering last night, and unfortunately I was unable to make it, but uh, how did things go last oh, night there, birthday boy? It was very nice. Thank okay, you. you look like you're sweating a little bit today. Well, I ate some hot stuff at lunch today. Yeah, but I don't think that was the reason why that you were sweating <laughs> on your forehead at lunch. I think that there was maybe a little bit uh, a little bit too much celebration no, last no, night. No, 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 no. It's a serious business today. Can't get crazy on a work night. You know that. Why not? Come on. Who said? I said. Oh. we got things to do today. So you're getting crazy tonight? No. you got work tomorrow, too. You don't work tomorrow. You got Yeah. we got a lot going on. No, you don't. Anyway, thank you for the wishes. I appreciate that. Welcome in. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. My name's J.P. Shadrick. His name's Jeff Lagerman. That was Joe Fortunato a moment ago. Here's what we're getting to today. A Jaguars Raiders preview. The final game ever at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. And it should be quite a scene this Sunday. The Jaguars' defense continues to look for answers. The Jaguars' offense continues to look for points. We'll discuss that coming up in an AFC South preview. And even though the division is certainly out of reach and the playoffs are out of reach for the Jaguars, we'll look at the other games. There is a huge game in the division coming up this week. That's all coming up. What is that one? um, The... Two teams at the top, the Texans and the Titans, Texans, are facing Titans. each other. That'll be a good one. Great game. Where's it at? It's in Nashville this time. Ooh. And then two weeks later, they play in Houston. Ooh. So they're playing twice in the next three weeks. Good ball right there. That's, good ball. That's unlike uh, unlike, un- unlike the, this one. the matchup in Oakland that has the teams that have lost a combined eight in a row. And haven't been close in any of those None eights. of them have been close. None. None <laughs> of the above. The Raiders have lost Ooh. their last three games. They lost... Last week to the Titans by 21. The week before that, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs by 31. And then uh, the week before that, they lost to the Jets by 31. So two weeks in a row of losing by 31 and then by 21. Sounds familiar. So they're staying consistent. You've heard that. Not so good. You've heard that. And Raider Nation and the Oakland Raiders decided that because they Suck on defense. They decided to cut three guys for no apparent reason other than they need to get better, and cutting guys might make them feel better about it. So the Raiders have had a little personnel changes this yeah. week. They're actually still alive. They have to have a lot of help, obviously, and, and make a run at the last three games. And yeah, I mean, they're in. second in the AFC West. Right. I mean, uh, but, but they don't have a chance making the playoffs, and that's not realistic for them. The way they're playing right now, no. No. That's yeah. like – Last week, saying that the Jaguars still had a chance of making the playoffs. They did, mathematically. Come on. And then they didn't because they were eliminated officially. Me and Moose were talking about that last week. Me and Moose were – he was like, there's still a chance. Moose? Moose, yeah. 
Uh, he's famous. He is at every Jaguars All Access show every Thursday That's night. correct, yes. He is uh, one of Clay Campbell's biggest fans. That's right. And all you need to know is that his name is Moose. I just want to make sure everybody knew who Moose yeah. was. Well, yeah, and he, Moose. he was, uh, and he look, he is a he is a diehard Jaguars fan, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was correct last week because I said the Jaguars don't have a chance of making the playoffs, and he says, "Oh, but Jeff, they do." <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I got the finger up That's in the right. air. <laughs> I like it. Uh, final game at the Black Hole, Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. You know, if you grow up watching football and the NFL films things that replayed a lot when I was growing up in the 80s, and you see a lot of the Raiders things and uh, the Sea of Hands game and the the Heidi game and all this stuff. We, nobody really saw the Heidi mm. game because it wasn't on TV. They had to show it mm. the next day. You know what I think of when Four I think AFC of championships the Oakland games. Raiders? Yes. There's a song that just kind of plays in my mind. Uh-huh. This is the one. This is it. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. It's funny because they play this stuff on the stadium big screen and the and the sound system in warm-ups and everybody. You're walking out of the same tunnel that John Madden came it's out of magical. and Bolitnikov came out of and Kenny Stabler and all these great players over the years. When, tough football players. When they move to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, they'll play the same thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it will still it that will be a forever thing with the franchise of the Raiders. But there's that still, song. There's still a little something about walking out of that tunnel in that stadium, though. I mean, this place has well, been there since '66. Yeah. Had all the moments. There's yeah, a mystique you know what, about JP, that place. This is JP, I played in a lot of stadiums. Mm-hmm. And there are some stadiums that definitely had the mystique, the the ambiance, the the tradition, the character. Oakland's not one of them. You didn't like it like that, huh? The stadium itself is not. Now, the fans, they make that place unique. But here's the deal. The fans are going to be in Vegas and are going to make that place unique as well. The black hole is the black hole for a reason because it's the fans that that the fannies are in the seats and they make it is what it is. And by the way, this week I think the black hole prime seats are selling for about six grand a pop. Yeah, for the first two or three rows this down game. the end zones there. Yeah. But uh I never had this crazy cool feeling when I played in Oakland. Hmm. RFK? Okay. That yeah. was pretty cool. All right. Because I mean that's the team that I grew up watching. Sure. Um, the Meadowlands was pretty cool for the first time when I walked out and there's Lawrence Taylor standing in the tunnel of a preseason game. That was pretty cool. How about Old Soldier Field? Soldier Field was cool. Yep. Um, Lambo. The uh, what was the old Cowboy Stadium? Arlington. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it called? Texas Stadium. Was that was that it, Texas it, Stadium? It was in Irving. Yes. Yeah, Texas Stadium. That was cool. Yes. You walk out there and you see the hole. Hole in the roof so God can watch the Cowboys play. All of the all of the dome stadiums were pretty cool because back when I was playing, they were considered like, what was the Houston Astrodome? It was like the eighth wonder of the world. Correct. I guess it was called at the time. Uh, that was pretty neat. The uh, old mistake by the late Cleveland was, yes. uh, was kind of known for it being a, a terrible field. Mm-hmm. 
and having the worst locker room in the league to where you had to share a locker with like three guys and it was like not like it was like a high school locker it was not big i saw a baseball game there once the vet was known for being the vet because of the field was terrible yeah, they played basically in the parking lot concrete it was that it hard was right terrible and the fans <laughs> were crazy they were the most boisterous fan base pulling alarms in your team hotel the night before a game but the black hole at Oakland Alameda County Coliseum is unique. But but really, JP, again to go back to this, the stadium itself is not is not anything special. But it's the fan base that's there that makes it what it is because it's like a Halloween show. Yeah, there's some of that. I mean, yeah, where else sure. do you go where Halloween is ten games a year? You know. So, and when they move to the new stadium in Vegas, uh, it's actually not Vegas. They, uh, pretty neat. It's uh, Paradise, Nevada, it's called, which is Vegas. But it's they're saying Paradise. Uh, it's going to be awesome as well. And uh, of all the teams, because you remember going back to when there was kind of the, the fight for L.A. Mm-hmm. You had mm-hmm. the, the Rams that were leaving St. Louis, and they're going to L.A., and then the Chargers are looking for a home, the Raiders are looking for a home, and everybody's trying to position themselves to get this L.A. market. And Jerry Jones is involved. He's pushing for Cronky's plan. And it was literally it was a political football that was being tossed around amongst owners in the National Football League. The Raiders were considered the losers because they were out, out of L.A. Yeah. Of L.A. Mm-hmm. And because they also had you know, previous exposure to L.A., uh, they wanted to be in that market. They have turned out to be the winners in this. They they have a stadium that's going up to a cost of a little less than two billion. They're selling more PSLs than the Chargers are, and they're probably selling just as many PSLs as the Rams are. Mm-hmm. The stadium's a third of the budget of what the stadium is going to be in LA, and obviously there's more to it than just a, a stadium in LA. LA, LA. But uh, yeah, this is uh, I think this is going to work out pretty good for the Raiders. And but this week, this is going to be an absolute. Freak show to get in the gate. What is the minimum? You, you looked it up on the, the get in price right now is about 170 bucks for like an upper deck last row ticket on StubHub. Yes. 170 to get upper deck and then six and grand then, for prime black hole. That's right. Minimum six grand. Yes, it's going to be fun. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. It's uh, <laughs> when I saw crowd. this. When I saw it. When I saw it on the schedule, I was like, this is going to be an absolute ball to see. And uh, and and I was and I, I'm serious. I was I was fired up, but I was also concerned. <laughs> are they gonna Are they gonna tear the place up? Are they gonna Are they gonna burn it? Who knows? Um, gonna burn something. Are there. they gonna Are they gonna burn the stadium? Well, they'll, they'll be burning a lot of things else. in the stands. I'm sure. Some other things. <laughs> are they Are there Is there gonna be enough security there? Um, do you wear the opposing team's logo to peril while you're working there? I mean, it's one of those things where you just kind of go in your mind, okay, what's it going to be like? But I am excited to see what it's going to be like. You'll always get to say you you were in part of the last game at, at Oakland. And I got, I got some stories for you from yeah. Oakland. I bet you do. At some point today. We'll get to those uh, here in a little bit. This is, though, two struggling football teams, obviously. We mentioned that off the Oh, top. there's a football game. Yes, there's that, too. The Raiders have dropped three straight. They've been blown out. The Jags have dropped five in a row. 
Uh, what's left for this Jaguars team? How uh, disappointing has this been for this Jags team? How frustrating is it? Josh Allen, a rookie, he's new to the league, but he's still a competitor too. If you're a competitor, you know, you should be frustrated. You know, not only as, you know, as the team, but for yourself. You know what I mean? I'm frustrated that I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have done things different. So, you know, it, it's, you know, it hurts all the way around, but that's just everybody in this, you know, in this room. No, I feel like I believe that nobody is happy. You know what I mean? And, you know, of our record, because everybody's a competitor. And, uh, and I, I know I'm not, but I'm going to continue to be great and continue to uh, make my team better and push my team. It's really all that's left for this Jags team right now. Uh, do the best you can. It's a resume game, as Avery Jones said a couple weeks ago. That's how it's going to be the rest of the way. Give your best effort, put it out there on tape, and then let the chips fall where they may in the offseason. Oh, you're not playing for, for playoffs or anything else, but uh, here's the reality as a player. You're always playing for contract. You're always playing for the name on your back. So uh, there's plenty to play for. And I think there's, there's some players in the league that are in this position that don't quite understand that. And, uh, and then that also applies to the Jaguars. Certain players on this roster don't quite understand that. And, uh, but there is a lot to play for. If you want to earn money in this league and you want to have a, a career, a respectable career, you play hard in games like this because it means something. A lot of coaches and a lot of evaluation happens more so when things go bad than things as opposed to when things are going well. And, uh, and it's, sometimes it's hard. I mean, look, I, unfortunately, I've been a part of teams that, that were in the position like this. Uh, plenty of them in New York when I was up there. And, and, yeah, I was in that position here in 1995 when we were a first-year franchise and trying to establish some type of pattern or some type of culture in 1995 and we weren't very good but I can tell you one thing in 1995 we played hard we played hard that was gonna that was always gonna be our calling card yeah I mean you guys were in games too I mean you, we were in were games fighting. all the way and, yeah. and and here's the reality we didn't have any talent we didn't have we didn't have nearly as much talent expansion roster as yes. what what this team has here yeah. and uh, and we were competitive and we played hard and I think that's the one thing that this team has to find a way to do because the reality is is that when when you're not competitive and you don't have a calling card at this point in the season, then it's a direct reflection on a lot of people's jobs. And that's the reality of the National Football League because when it reflects poorly, then things change. Let's come back. We'll, that's a fact. It is. That's how it Proven works. fact. It is a business. It is a results-based business. And the results aren't there. For this Jaguars team, no, and and the Raiders as a team this week. Do you ever? Do, would you want to be a part of the Raiders team that lost the last game in Oakland? There, there's no way. Do you want to be a part of a Raiders team that lost to a Jaguars team that lost has lost five in a row by an average of twenty three and a half points? Yeah, probably not. No, no. Uh, back in a moment. Jaguars defensive talk. We'll figure it out. When we come back, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. 
1995, Tito Beveridge set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes and fusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. I'm Jacksonville Jaguars General Manager Dave Caldwell. Did you know you can ride your bike to our home games and valet park for free? That's right. Stop by our check-in tent sponsored by Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, and an on-duty Zencog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secure during the game. When the game is over, return your claim ticket to pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. Go Jacks. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles. Vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. If we get too creative, we ain't going to execute. So I think the, you, guys, you almost have to go the other way and, uh, you know, try to calm their world down as much as they can, uh, figure out what they do know uh, within our package, the guys that have been here just a short time. And uh, when they're in there, you know, just call those calls. So um, for us, we're calming it down and, uh, you know, let them just go out and execute what they know how to do. That's important. And, you know, the guys that are playing for us, we trust them. And, uh, you know, hopefully the plan uh, works out where uh, they have some success on Sunday. Todd Wash, defensive coordinator, discussing his linebacking core. Jaguars happy hour continues. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, coming up at 5 o'clock, the Doug Marone Show. We'll hear from the Jaguars head coach. Before we get to defense, a couple of um, 
uh, notable items this afternoon involving the Jaguars. Scott Milanovic, quarterbacks coach for the Jags, has been hired as the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos in the Canadian Football League, and he will coach the remainder of the season with the Jaguars before reporting to Edmonton. So congratulations Good to for Scott. Him. Uh, he's been there before. He was in Toronto. He was in the CFL. Yeah, in the time. CFL is what I mean. That's correct. So uh, He won a great cup there. Uh, kudos to him. Yeah, he's been very successful up in Canada. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I don't want to say this, but, you know, look, the reality is this. When when you are where you are, which is what the where the Jaguars are, as a coach, you have to start looking what's next, what's best for my family, what's best for me. And, uh, and Scott Milanovic is returning to a place that he has been very comfortable at, that he's been very successful at, and good for him. And he's going to coach out the rest of the season here. That's the, that's the key thing. He's not just going to leave it That's three weeks. I mean, weeks it's not go. like he has a lot to do up there that's at right. the CFL. Yeah, I mean, the season's kind of, over. And yeah, they're, 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 they're in their season. dead period right that's now. Right. That's right. Also, just moments ago, the uh, Jags promoted C.J. Board, wide receiver, to the active roster from the practice squad and waived rookie corner Tay Hayes. So it makes you feel, and we'll get to the offense a little bit later, but D.J. Chark's kind of a question mark this week. Bringing an extra receiver up might be a little bit of a sign of what they're thinking there. But yeah, I, I mean, like I don't know for sure if if uh, DJ Chark is going to be down or not. But if I had to guess with that roster move, I would say yes. We'll see. CJ um, Board has uh, has great speed, and I remember Gardner Minshew talking about him all the way back when Minshew got this the starting job because of Nick Foles' injury, and he was asked about some of the receivers in the room. And he quickly responded when somebody asked him about C.J. Board, and he said, look, he can take the top off of any defense. And, uh, in fact, uh, uh, Chris Conley, when we had him on Jaguars All Access, and it was the episode that we were out at uh, Mayport, and we were doing our TV show on board one of the Navy ships, Mm -hmm. Chris was asked about who is the fastest guy on the Jaguars roster, and without hesitation, he said C.J. Board. Okay. So, okay. look, uh, let's let's see him run. Let's see him run a go route and see the ball up in the air. and Let's see something aggressive let's this see week. see something. That'd be nice. Something down the field this week. We'll uh, continue on our offensive talk here in a little bit. Just heard from Ty Wash there on the linebacker core. And it's what a was the terms a- that he used? Because he was kind of talking about – Finding out what what they're comfortable with, what they know, what they, don't they understand. Wanna, they want to tone it down. Calm in their bit. world. That yeah, was the term right. that he used. That's right. And Not putting too much in their plate. And essentially, what that means is that you're you're simplifying a defense. Here's your linebacker core right now, Logs. Dakota Allen added this week. Yeah, and I don't know if how much he's not going to play much Rookie this week from Texas Tech. He was just taken off of the Raiders practice squad. Yes, uh, that's right. And linebacker, six-year man, Preston Brown. He was claimed off of waivers from the Raiders. Or Excuse me, let me go back because the other linebacker was claimed off the Rams practice squad. Was that was Rams or the Raiders? The Raiders. Okay. Yeah. He was drafted by the Rams on the Raiders practice squad. The Jaguars take him. Preston Brown, who Doug Marone drafted when he was in Buffalo – was waived by the Raiders this week as part of their roster purge. That's it. And he was claimed by the Jaguars. That's it. Okay. Uh, Austin Calitro, linebacker. Joe Giles-Harris, uh, rookie from Duke. Mm-hmm. Leon Jacobs is your strong side linebacker. And Donald Payne is the middle linebacker. 
That's the linebacker core right now. It's a, uh, much different from the start of the season. So if you look at where they came from, we're talking about the guys uh, uh, that are on the active roster now. Calitro was an undrafted player. Preston Brown, what was he? What round pick was he in, in Buffalo? See if you can find that. <sighs> Donald Payne, free agent, undrafted free agent. Joe Giles Harris, undrafted rookie. Leon Jacobs, seventh round pick. Dakota Allen was a seventh round pick of the Rams and played in two games with the Raiders this year and was on the Raiders practice squad. So you have two seventh rounders. Preston Brown undrafted was a, guys. Preston Brown was a third fourth, round third, pick. Third, okay. third round third pick, round pick of the 14. Buffalo. Yep. I mean, that's that's kind of crazy yep. right there. Sure. Here here's a crazy thing. If if the Jaguars have a certain defense on the field, mm-hmm. and this depends on, let's say Ronnie Harrison out there, and they're having like let's say a three safety package, so Wingard is on the field. Well, Wingard and Wilson are undrafted rookie free agents. Trey Hernan and AJ Boye are both undrafted. So that's four. Four, correct. Avery Jones was five. an undrafted guy. That's five. Donald Payne was an undrafted guy. Six. That's six. And then Austin Calitro seven. was an undrafted guy. You could have seven undrafted guys on the field at the same time in Oakland this week. That's the way it was last week, too. I know. you had seven the way on, it is. I think you had a couple plays last week where you mm-hmm. had seven on the field. I know there are plenty of plays with six undrafted guys on the field at the same time, but wow. As Doug I, Marone, I've never seen that. As Doug Marone said, I believe it was this week. It might have been late last week. There's not help coming. It's not like they're going to go – you know, this is this is the team right now. The rest of the way, and you got to figure out a way to get these guys going and get them to play better down yeah, the stretch. The linebacker play last week, going back to what Todd Walsh talked about about trying to calm that world down. The linebacking play last week was not great. Um, to be honest with you, I mean Donald Payne and Quincy Williams didn't have very good games. Even though Donald Payne racked up a bunch of tackles, I want to say he had sixteen. So over the two week. Two-week period, he had, I think, 29 tackles over a two-week period. But last week, a lot of the the tackles were down to the field. And so with the linebacker play not being very good, the Raiders having really good players in the interior of their offensive line. By the way, Richie Incognito, even though he didn't play football last year, is having one of the better seasons of any guard in the National Football League. The center, Rodney Hudson, is a really good football player. He's made the Pro Bowl a couple times. He's a team captain for the Raiders. Gabe Jackson is a really good guard for the Raiders. So the interior of the Raiders are really good players. And a linebacking core that struggled last week. And then you add, so you got Leon Jacobs expected to possibly play this week, who's a first-round pick running back for the Raiders, who is, oh, by the way, the sixth rusher in the National Football League. And they have arguably one of the best tight ends in football in Darren Waller. He's good. I mean, he is really good. And a lot of people are like, who? This, is guy, this guy's got an incredible story, Darren Waller, which we'll get to later on. But his numbers, he has 72 receptions in the National Football League this year. 72. There's only two tight ends that have more. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Kansas City Chiefs, and then Zach Ertz of the Philadelphia Eagles, and he got his catches on Monday night. Prior to Monday night, Darren Waller was second amongst tight ends and receptions, but Waller, I think, is still second in yards by any tight end in the National Football League, which is tremendous. This this guy, 
was a six-round draft pick of the Ravens back in 15. And he admitted that he was basically high every day. Cocaine, opiates, Xanax, Oxycontin. Mm -hmm. Said he'd been doing it since he was like 15 years old and hadn't been sober. Well, the league ends up suspending him for four games in 16. And then, uh, which was the year after that he was drafted. Then 17, they suspended him for a season. The following year, a day after he had his 25th birthday, which his birthday was September 14, 2017, he checked himself into a detox place for four days. And then on to a 30-day stay at a place called Borden College in Maine. And he said he was sober for the first time since he was 15 years old. It's incredible. I mean, this is a, a, it really I mean, is. Man. He's got so... And so all of that goes on in this young man's life. And so through all that, so, so he ends up back on the Ravens practice squad last year in 18. The Raiders, in the first year of Mike Mayock and John Gruden, they steal him off the practice squad of the Ravens. Everybody knows the Ravens are flush with tight ends, right? Drafted a couple of them, got a bunch of them. I mean, they're, they're set. So they steal him. He plays for the Raiders. So in his first three seasons, he had 18 receptions of his first three years of his career, 18 receptions. And now in year four, 72. That's unbelievable now. And I'm telling you right now, this is a tough matchup for a Jaguars football team that is, that is rolling out some different linebackers again this week. This is, this is an incredibly tough matchup. And Derek Carr loves to throw to the tight end, loves the high completion stuff, which means a lot of that stuff in that linebacker area, linebackers, they're going to be stressed. Strap in and hang on. We'll come back in a moment. Jaguars offense. We'll hear from the quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Three more starts coming up for the 2019 season for the rookie out of Washington State. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Built for the Holidays sales event is here, and so is our best offer of the season, 20% estimated savings on select Ford models. Stop by your local Ford dealer to see how Ford is built for the holidays. Eligible in select 2019 model year vehicles. Vehicle must have arrived at dealer at least 61 days prior to the sale date. Estimated savings include an average dealer discount based on a sales survey of average discounts offered by Ford dealers nationally. Discount may vary. Dealer determines price. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-2-2020. See participating dealer for complete details. 
This NFL season, the pregame starts at Dunkin' for DD Perks members. Because this game day, Dunkin' is offering Jaguars fans a $1 medium hotter iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Dunkin' and start celebrating before the game even begins. You heard that right, Jaguars fans. Dunkin' is giving you some extra fuel to cheer on your team. So this game day, it's easy for you to get a kick before kickoff. The Jaguars and America run on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Limited one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour with your Jaguars Digital Update. I'm Ashlyn Sullivan. A Thursday injury report for you. DJ Chark was the only one not to practice today, injured his ankle on Sunday. The Jaguars just this afternoon activated CJ Board to the active, ro- active roster. Chance that DJ Chark does not play this Sunday. Calais Campbell is the Jaguars Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. That was announced today. He in the locker room today was talking about playing spoiler in the black hole on Sunday. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, you kind of become like, uh, you know, us against the world, you know, it kind of gives you that energy where it's like, you know, uh, we, you know, we only find a way out of this place, you know, so I think it will give us a little bit of a spark, you know, hopefully we can, uh, you know, take it and, and run with it and uh, finish this year strong. Stay tuned for the Doug Rohn Show coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. More Jaguars happy hour to come. Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. That should never happen. When you're taking a knee, the game is over. That was cheap by the Seattle Boy, was it ever. Oh, we're back. It's Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. Our thanks to Ashlyn Sullivan for the update there. Thank you. Jags and the Raiders coming up. This Sunday at Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, the final game for the Raiders in Oakland. They return there in 95 from Los Angeles. They are moving to Las Vegas next year. Mm-hmm. And this will be the final game at the Black Hole. Uh, coming up at Daly's Place, the schedule winding down for the 2019 season. Meet and Grease with Danny and Sandy is coming up. That's the December 15th. That's right around the corner here. With John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. And others have been added to the list. Uh, January 1st, New Year's Day, it's All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Two shows have been announced for Kane Brown in the spring, March 28th and May 16th. And tickets are available at dailiesplace.com. So there you have it. Schedule coming up. Um, The uh, Jaguars offense 
Well, it's had their own struggles. We've talked about the defense, certainly. Gardner Minshew will get the start the rest of the way. It's been a rough stretch for this Jags offense, but they're hoping to rally down the stretch. At uh, East Carolina, we had a couple tough years. I uh, went three and nine twice, and that's you know that's never fun. Um, but you know what? You have to enjoy the guys that you're doing it with. And um, you know, I don't think you need a prize or playoffs to compete. I think you know there's just the pure joy of beating the guy across from you. You should be enough, you know. So I think we got guys like that in our in our room, and you know, I'm excited to go compete with them. All right. So three more chances for Gardner Minshew to to make a a case and um, show what he can do as a rookie quarterback here in the NFL. Well, he didn't have a particularly good outing last week. Um, the yards per attempt, I think, was the number that really stood out. And it wasn't very good. It was 4.3 yards per attempt last week. And a lot of people say, well, what does that mean? Well, it's this yards total divided by the number of attempts, and that's usually a, one of, of a very good indicator of a quarterback's success or lack of. And uh, because people, a lot of people say, well, 24-37, that's a good number. Yeah, but you only threw for 162 yards. You're dinking and dunking. So uh, he, he's got a lot to show yet. Uh, eventually the offense has been the same with him or and Nick Foles in the lineup. And uh, the point production hasn't been there. The Minshew magic hasn't been there. As we saw that they had uh, at times prior when he was the starter, but I mean that's due in part to a lot of different factors, and it's a, a lot of the components of the offense are not performing the way they need to. The running game hasn't been as good. I don't think the focus has been as good on the running game, and some of that is Behind, due. Right? Well, some of that is due to play calling, where you haven't been and been behind in the first half of games. But then also some of it is because of the circumstances of the game. And the offensive line hasn't been as good. The receiving core hasn't been as good. I mean, so it's not like you can put your finger on one thing and say, that's the problem. Well, that's not typically how it works. It's usually a combination of things, and that's the way it is with this Jaguars offense. That's just a reality. Yeah. So there's no, there's no magic – Okay, let me take my car to the to the mechanic shop, and he changes the spark plug, and oh, we're back to running smooth again. Everything's fine. That's not how it is. There are questions about DJ Chark's um, availability this week. He has not practiced yet this week. He said uh, he'd love to play. He wants to play. Just talked to him in the locker room today, uh, but he knows. I mean, he wants to get that thousand yard mark. I think is really what he wants. Was he forty four yards away? Forty four away. Yeah, but he also doesn't want to push it and, and hurt himself too badly either. I no, think he got rolled up on. He got rolled up on pretty good last week, where the guy tackled him from behind, kind of swung around, and then swung onto his back, onto his legs, which is uh, how a lot of ball carriers or skill position players end up getting ankles because defenders kind of drape across their back. Not necessarily horse collar tackles, but they grab them and then swing around, and then kind of their their legs, body swings around to the ankles, and that's what happened. and And he had a good game last week. Uh, DJ, I thought was pretty good once again. You know, he had nine catches, seventy five yards. I wish there was some more of them that were down the field. I kind of wish that there was more passing game down the field. Mm -hmm against a Chargers team that was is known for being man and three-deep coverage. I mean, that would kind of say, hey, let's maybe try some 
opportunities, maybe a little bit more aggressive. I was kind of surprised because after the game, they were talking about how they wanted to shorten the game, control the clock, and and the tempo of the game. And that's uh, that's not really kind of what I was expecting out of the Jaguars' offense. You're kind of in that situation where you're in, and you're not you're not going to lose anything but a game. You got nothing to lose. Let it hang out. Be aggressive. And uh, they didn't seem to be very aggressive on offense. But hopefully, DJ's ankle is okay. He's having a tremendous year, and I'm sure that the the allure of getting to a thousand yards is incredibly powerful. But you also have to be smart. The last time the Jaguars had a thousand yard rusher and a thousand yard receiver was mm-hmm. 2004. That's been a while. Fred and Jimmy, right? That's right. That's a long time. Not good. That's what that's what you put in the category of no bueno. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> The bilingual edition of Jaguars Happy yeah, that's, Hour. That's today. not good. That's not good. I, that uh, ought to tell you where the Jaguars offense has been since then. Well, not, I mean, not very good. Yeah, I mean, they had a couple a few years ago, they had a, a pair of thousand-yard receivers. But you didn't have a thousand-yard rusher. Right? And you had Maurice Jones Drew run the was, ball. And the, 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 when you had a, that. A, a pair of thousand-yard receivers, let me guess, that was when Blake Bortles was – being called Captain Garbage Time. That's right. That was, would that be correct? That, that, that would be accurate, yes. When he had – how many touchdowns did he throw that a year? 30-something. 30-something touchdowns, which was up there with Brady and and uh, and who else was up there that high that year? Somebody else. I've it's eliminated it from my mind. I'll right up there with, with Brady. That. Anyway, threw more touchdowns than Tom Brady that year, but the majority of them, or almost all of them, were in the second half of games where they weren't even in. And that's why you had two receivers over a thousand yards. You know, so you gotta you kinda gotta gauge you gotta gauge sometimes statistics and where they come from. That year you can take those stats from fifteen and I don't want to say throw them out the window, but you yeah. you temper them a little bit. He had thirty five touchdowns that year. Brady had thirty six to lead the league. Uh, who's who's Blow Blake? Um, let's see. There were five, four different guys with thirty five touchdown passes that year. Carson Palmer, Cam Newton, Eli, and Blake. And then Russell Wilson had 34 touchdown passes. Mm. And then Drew Brees, 32. Stafford, 32. Derek Carr, 32. Mm. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's not exactly a a year that you go, oh, yeah, they were dominant. Boy, they were really good that year. (laughs) Let's come back. Uh, Let's go around the AFC South when we come back. We'll look at the AFC playoff picture. It does not include the Jaguars, unfortunately. Here in 2019. Uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, the Doug Marone Show. We'll hear from the Jaguars head coach on the Jaguars radio network in just a little bit. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars digital network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. 
Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. Oh, man, you know, they're very upset that the team is leaving and they're going to want to see a good game. They're going to want to see a good win for them. But I just hope we go in there and get them a big, fat-ass L. <laughs> DJ Hayden, Jaguars corner, former Raiders draft pick. A first-rounder, in fact, talking about uh, what he would love to see in the final game at Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Yeah, the DJ, Doug show coming up. Yes. DJ was the uh, 12th overall pick back in 2013. And uh, he, he has, I mean, his story about some of, of his health when he was drafted. What did he have? He had like a. Basically, I think he, he nearly died Nearly died, or died on the football yeah, field. It was bad down at Houston when yeah. he went to college. Yeah. Crazy stuff. So he's, he's always had great uh, respect for training staffs and everybody since then. Since that crew down in Houston helped him out, but uh, yeah, he's been a, he good, a good player this year too. I mean, and uh, he's last been... year, last two years around here, he has been, I think, an upgrade from Aaron Colvin. Colvin was a good football player here in that role, but uh, DJ Hayden, I think, has been a step up there. 
I don't think there's any doubt that he's been a step up. I think he uh, has also added. He's first of all, he's a he's a very good tackler, and his coverage has been has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, really good at times. And uh, you, you might even argue that he's the best defensive back that you got playing right now. Which uh, you know, you'd like to not have it be that way. I mean. Don't you have A.J. Boy under a pretty hefty contract? Yes, you do. Yes. Yeah, and is he playing at that level? He had a good game against Hopkins the second time around when he was the guy and Jalen wasn't because Jalen was gone and shipped off to the Rams. Mm-hmm. But I think overall A.J.'s play has been – it hasn't been to the level of what we saw in 2017. You know, go back to 2017. How many interceptions did he have, like six that year? I wrote it down. Yeah, he had six. He had six interceptions in 2017. He had one last year, and he's got one this year. So is is that is that kind of what you expected when you signed him as a free agent from from the Houston Texans? What you got in 17, that was like way over the moon of what you expected. It was great. Way, great way I mean, like way over what you expected. So, um, but DJ's done a good job. Good job. I like him. I mean, he's a he's still a, a relatively young player. I don't know what his contractual status is for the future, but he's a guy that you go, uh, you look at the roster, and, and anybody that evaluates this roster would go, we want to keep him. Good, he's good. good. Good, tough player. Played through pl- some stuff. Totally played through some stuff yeah, this year. And I don't, was it neck, shoulder things, or whatever that he's had? And he's still been out there uh, playing. I, I, I got a lot of respect for him. All right. Um, the uh, Jaguars get ready for game day with the powerful noise-canceling technology of Bose QuietComfort 35-2 headphones. Learn more at Bose.com slash Jaguars. Bose, the official headphones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's take a look at the AFC South standings through week 14. Well, the Jaguars are at the bottom, and they're out of contention in the division race. Houston and Tennessee at 8-5. and five. Those two teams will play twice over the last three weeks of the season. Indy at 6-7. and seven. And then Jacksonville at 4-9 at the bottom. What time is kickoff for the Houston-Tennessee game? Let's take a look at the AFC South schedule coming up in Week 15. The Houston-Tennessee game is at 1 o'clock at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, a battle of 8-5 and five teams. They'll meet again in Houston in Week 17. Because uh, the reason I ask that is we're 4 o'clock kick being on the West Coast, so that's a good thing. We will be able to watch, hopefully, some of that Texans-Tennessee game. If the TVs work in the stadium there, yes. Well, and that's a big question, it's a big Mark. It's a big if. <laughs> There's a lot of things the, about the aluminum foil about Oakland serving as the antenna in or, question mark. <laughs> from 1966. I remember in I think it was '96 when we went out there to play the Raiders, and uh, when we go to the locker room after the game, and I was I was uh, hurt in that game, so I had a foot that I, I left the game early on. Don Davey. Landed on my foot. And it was Don Davies' fault. No, it wasn't Don's fault. Oh, okay. It's just football. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But he landed on my foot, and I got this, what they call a Liz Frank sprain. Yes. Which I didn't know what it meant at the time. Anyway, so I was essentially done. So I go to the locker room, take a shower, put on street clothes, wait for the game to end. Well, everybody gets done with the game, and all of a sudden, literally the water stops working in the stadium. So our entire team after the game – did not have the ability to take a shower before getting on a plane to take a, what, four-and-a-half, five-hour plane ride back to Jacksonville? You want to talk about one of the one of the stinkiest planes ever? 
Oh, and I was the only one that smelled fresh. <laughs> you had to smell everybody else. That was the issue. Oh, that wow. was uh, that was a crazy man. Yeah, there's stories of the rats and there's a, the skunks and the dugouts and and every, you know all the the flooding of the training room. Mm-hmm. Other times and the water, the, the hot water doesn't work or well, it doesn't work at all. First of all, it's, yeah. it's uh, what is it? One, Sewage I think the, backups. What is it? The fourth oldest stadium in the NFL currently. Yes, yeah, so currently. L.A. Coliseum. And then Soldier Field, mm-hmm. but Soldier then, Field has been redone. And then Lambeau Field, which is and Lambeau's been redone. Well. That's what I'm saying. Oakland Alameda has not been has redone. Not. They added that upper deck in the outfield, Mountain Davis. That's the it. the field level is literally uh, like a some crazy number below sea level. Literally. Yeah, because they dug it down, and you you walk in off the street level in the upper deck, and then yes. walk down into the hole. Yeah, yes. the only thing that you see. Like, if you're in the parking lot, you see the third deck, That's the right. third upper deck like, of the stadium. big of a place. Because I remember the first time ever going there, when you pull in, you're like, where's the stadium at? Because you're looking at – you kind of get used to – well, I don't say get used to this, but most of the time when you go to a stadium like NRG Stadium in Houston, when, when you're 10 miles away, you're like, oh, my goodness. There's the stadium. Lucas Oil Field. Oh, my goodness. Look at the size of that stadium. When you're coming down the interstate to head to Oakland, you're like, where's the stadium? And all of a sudden you get off the exit and you're like, oh, it's right here. So it's it's very different. But it has archaic everything in that stadium. That's why the Raiders are headed to Vegas. The uh, AFC playoff picture through week 14 heading into week 15. The division leaders, Baltimore. They've won the division. New England, 10-3. Kansas City at 9-4. Houston at 8-5. The wild cards currently. The Bills at 9-4. The Steelers at 8-5. And, and, of course, this could this will jumble. The Texans and the Titans play this week and again in Week 17. And the Hunt, the Titans at 8-5. Browns, eh, Raiders, eh, Colts. Hey, take, eh. Texans, got, Texans got whooped by the Broncos last week. They did. And Tennessee did. whooped. The Raiders they last did. week. Yes, they did. So, interesting this week that game will be. There are five teams officially eliminated. The Chargers, Jets, Jaguars, Dolphins, and Bengals. The Ravens are so good. The They're Patriots kind of sliding a little bit, having some offensive they struggles. They boot them off the field at halftime, and they're 10-3. and three. Like, Well, it's, look, it's New England. Their offense isn't JP, well. it's New England. Okay, they got how many rings? Six. They want seven. Yeah. So the fans are used to six rings. So when when Tom Brady and the offense doesn't function at a high level, they're going to get booed. That's all right. It happens. Six rings ain't enough. (laughs) What have you done for me lately? That's the way it is. That that is the way it is. And uh, Kansas City, I think, look, this is going to be, I think the AFC is very interesting. The yeah. Raven, I think the Ravens are obviously hot right now. I mean, they're 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 unbelievable. Can they sustain that throughout the playoffs? Could have had that Lamar Jackson guy. I think. Do we have to play this game again? Could have had a lot of guys. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> could have had that Patrick Mahomes could have had guy. Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, you want to go had, way back to then? Could have had that Deshaun Watson guy. Uh, <laughs> boy. Uh, so who's I, your favorite? I, 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 who's your fa- who's going to win the AFC? Logs. I have no idea. I mean, well, that's not. Uh, I'm, I'm asking JP, you to I, pick a team. I'm serious. Right now, I have no idea. Pick one. No, 
I mean, right now it's the Ravens. They're the hottest team in football. I don't know how you can pick against them right now. You can't. Well, you can't. I mean, there's other teams. They're playing incredibly well. The one team I think that that uh, I would put right up there, the Patriots got the experience. And the defense is really good. They'll find a way somehow at the end to get better. And then Patrick Mahomes can go toe-to-toe with anybody. Anybody. I don't care who it is. He is special. You know, all of a sudden the Titans are playing some really good football. Tanny Hill, Tanny Hill, there's a guy that they, they traded for yep. that got him for next to nothing, and he is doing a tremendous job for the Tennessee Titans. Mariota, he's gone. Yeah. He's, he's out the door next year. That's right. And they're not even going to think about bringing him back in any capacity. So, uh, so that'll be exciting. I mean, are they, are they going to extend him? Maybe, right? Why wouldn't you? He's playing great. He's playing great football. I think uh, this past week he was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. And he's, just, he's had a really, really good game against the Raiders. Really good game. And the uh, receiver, A.J. Brown, for Tennessee, he flat out wore out Worley in that game. Worley's the starting corner for uh, – Worley, I want to make sure I get the name right. I think it's Worley. Worley. Wore him out. A rookie wearing out a fourth-year corner. I mean, wore him out. Wasn't even close. Put it this way, if uh, A.J. AJ Brown, mm-hmm. him, he, he is fast, he's big, and he was a second-rounder. That's correct. Yes, he was. I'd take him. Well, yeah. Now. Give me big, fast, and, and a stud-wide receiver in the second round. Hmm. Take him any day of the week. Thursday night football coming up tonight: the five and eight New York Jets and the eleven and two Baltimore Ravens on the Inner Harbor. I mean, you can't pick against the Ravens in this, can you? <laughs> no. No, the Jets have no chance. No chance. They have no chance. They're pretty good against the run. Mm. Who is the Jets? Wow. Do you, you think that that's going to make them good enough to to stop Lamar Jackson? I'm just Jackson? saying. I'm just saying that there's always. What, what a did chance. Lamar Jackson do to the 49ers, who they're pretty good against the run? He too. did pretty well against us. He did pretty well. Yes. Do you think Sam Darnold can uh, can do something on the road on a Thursday night? I don't think so. Yeah. Mm-mm. yeah. And their running back was out doing cosmic bowling, wearing orange <laughs> leather pants with the flu. So, I'll, I'll, I'll put my money with the Ravens. Not that I ever bet. For entertainment purposes only, yes. I don't bet. No. I only, only do gentlemen's bets. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir. No cash. No uh, cash is ever. Lamar Jackson in that cash. game against the Niners, by the way, 101 yards rushing on 16 carries, a touchdown, and he threw for 105 oh. a touchdown in that oh. game, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they also have Mark Ingram. He's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, they're a good football team now. Uh, I give I give uh, their coaches a lot of credit. Catering and offense towards his skill set, I think that's pretty special. Uh, Greg Roman, I believe, is the architect of that offense, and I give Harbaugh a lot of credit for doing what he's been able to do. Because when you when you change when you change to that type of a quarterback, you you are all in, and they've done a really good job with it. Really good job. All right, so the Jaguars and the Raiders coming up Sunday in Oakland. It's a 4.05 kickoff time at Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. 
I will hear from head coach Doug Marone coming up in just a few moments. The Doug Marone show is right around the corner as the Jaguars prepare for week 15. This is going to be, I'm going to say this again, uh, this is going to be an exciting game, an exciting environment. I don't think they're, even though you have two football teams that haven't won a lot of games lately, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I mean, I I think back to the Oakland Raiders of the the 70s, you know, when John Madden was at the helm. And uh, that place has a lot of history. It has a lot of special moments. Uh, It has the Heidi game. JP, you don't even know what the Heidi game is. I know what it is. No, you don't. We're back in a moment. The uh, Doug Marone Show coming up next on the Jaguars Radio Network. Thank you for listening to Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.